0: Hello everybody, welcome back to The Real Estate Roundup with Dan O'Neill, powered by our friends at RCG Mortgage. Uh, if you're an agent, you have a save me deal, if you're a buyer looking to get pre-approved, if you're looking to compare interest rates, give Andrew Russell and RCG a call. Uh, thank you for listening last week when I had on the handsome home buyer, Charles Weinraub. The amount of uh, people that messaged me and, and texted me and said that they listened was uh, very cool. You know, I'm not doing this for anyone to listen, it's really just fun for me, so to hear people are enjoying it is really, really awesome. Um, Today I have on Shaughnessy. We have done deals together. She works for EXP Realty, which is a cloud-based real estate company. Definitely. So it's just very interesting. They are poaching some very very big name agents, and I know that they're very big in the South. I have friends that work for them down in North Carolina, South Carolina, so I thought it was interesting to get you on, hear more about the company, the training, everything like that. Um, So really excited, uh, again, for all the feedback. Shout out to Andrew, thank you to Mike, um, we're doing a great job. So I think first and foremost, so I, I grew up with your brother, I've worked with your brother, so I've known who you are before I even got my license. I'm like, you're so
1: famous, huh?
0: <laughs> so so it's, it's pretty cool now to you know be able to work with you and, and do deals together and everything. So um, I guess the first thing that I want to ask you is really, I guess, like how you got started in real estate. You have a little bit of a family business, your, your mother is an agent as well, very successful. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of the reason that you got into it? Did you always know you were going to get into real estate or?
1: so um i grew up in real estate and all we ever talked about or listened to is mom working because she works (laughs) like a dog and she taught me a lot about business Mm -hmm. um So I wanted nothing to do with it. I did not want to sell my soul to the devil, is what I told my parents (laughs) (laughs) when I was, like, 18. And they're like, it's not that bad. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went to school for musical theater, and I was like, well, I'm not going to end up on Broadway, so let's just scratch that. Um, Then I got a um, degree in English education, and by the time I was offered a job, I was already eight months pregnant, and I wasn't about to do that to a school. And then I really dug being a mom and just stayed home with my two kids. So that's, like been my life until I was getting divorced. And it was like, oh, okay, you have no money. You Mm -hmm. live back in your parents' basement with your two little girls. What the heck are you going to do with your life?
0: And you were in North Carolina at the time, right? No,
1: I had come home from North Carolina, but I was back here in uh, Setauket. So it was like, oh crap, how can I make as much money as possible? I don't like people telling me what to do. (laughs) I don't want to be told what to do ever mm-hmm. so what can i do that will kind of like set my life on fire and get me as much money as possible play catch up for not working for so long yeah. and there was one answer and it was real estate mm-hmm. so i had spoken to my dad and i was like all right this is it i'm going to take the real estate class and i'm going to sell my soul to the devil <laughs> and my dad's like your mom's not that bad so <laughs> um you know, I, I kind of got into it like much to my chagrin, but I very quickly realized that my mom was right. My dad was right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the best career for a, a mom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, flexibility is n- uncomparable. Yeah. Um, the potential is limitless. So it was kind of like, okay, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this gung-ho and I just mm-hmm. had to sell ferociously and that's kind of what I did.
0: How long into it? Um, so did you, you guys started where? At, um, at Keller Williams, right? So you mm-hmm. didn't start with?
1: no I started at Keller Williams my mom was a broker Um, I started about five years ago I did 12 transactions my first year a couple of those were rentals yeah yeah. but they were pretty good rentals Um, I mean honestly
0: people hate on rentals but that's like such an easy kind of cash flow I I don't like doing them just because it's very tedious work um, and it's a little bit of pain in in the neck a little bit you know I had um, two rental listings in Babylon and I've never gotten so many phone calls texts emails in my entire life. I had like 300 emails in like three days. It's crazy. I crazy. like losing my mind. Yeah. But you know, if you really do them the right way and if you kind of supplement them in with the deals that you're doing, it's easy cash flow, they're mm-hmm. quick, you're not waiting on a, a 90 day close, you know, from start to finish. Yeah. And as a new agent, like that's definitely something that you should be integrating. Like if you're doing one or two deals a month or one deal a month, if you do a rental or two that's just cash flow to keep you going yeah so I say that all the time
1: definitely so if like shout out to your new agents the <laughs> first thing you need to do is just mm-hmm. like find a rental really yeah. quick because if you can get yourself a rental listing you mm-hmm. have maybe 10 15 people that you can find elsewhere yeah. and you might be able to you know make good money and especially since our our rental price is so high here yeah, crazy. you know it, it works pretty well what, what I find um, interesting too
0: is I mean when when I did the rental in Babylon I mean these people that have been in there for a year now are starting to like text me and call me because they're almost getting ready to buy yeah so some of these people that are gonna go to your rental open house or that you know you're finding rentals for they're gonna be your pipeline down you know in a mm-hmm. year or two years whatever when they're mm-hmm. finally ready to buy they're gonna call you so yeah. I mean as a new agent rentals are definitely the way to go
1: and also side fact if people can <laughs> afford to rent here mm-hmm. chances are they can yeah. afford to buy here <laughs> so make sure yeah make yeah. sure you're really qualifying your clients because mm-hmm. I've had people come to me for rentals and I'm like wait thirty two hundred dollars yeah. a month. Something's not right um, right. your mortgage is just gonna be a lot less. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, Really? I never <laughs> knew that. So educating your clients is super important because you can really change their life. Yeah, absolutely. And I've I've had that a couple of times now yeah, yeah. and it's 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 definitely a good gateway into the business yeah. for rentals. So
0: so you started with, with Keller, your mom, your mother's the broker. Mm-hmm. So when did you guys well I guess I should first say like when did it click? So you did twelve deals, a couple of rentals your first year. When did it finally like click for you? Because I think that there's, and I say this all the time, I think there's like a year curve to things, or especially in this business, where like, you know, you do 15, like I did 15 my first year, but it didn't really click until like that January, you know, February to January is when it finally like, okay, now I'm like starting to have a lot of momentum. It's not just like one, two closings a month. Now I'd say, like, okay, I'm putting three or four houses on a contract mm-hmm. a month. So for me, I think it was like January when I was like 11 months in, finally I was like, okay, now this is moving to where I want it to go. Yeah. How long do you think it, it kind of...
1: So I think we're both unicorns and it Mm kind of clicked really quick for a lot of people, it never clicks, but it's just kind of how much are you going to put into it is how much you're going to get out of it. It's always, it's always, it's not really always talent. It's Mm -hmm. mostly time on task. So if you are super dedicated and just constantly driving it, driving it, driving it and looking for business everywhere you can and asking for help, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you kind of get to it. Uh, 12 year, 12 deals, my first year 24 my second, um, I I had no choice. I had two children depending on me. It was, uh, I was not about to let them down. And so for me, um, I felt like I was drinking from the water hose. Like (laughs) I was like, "Ah!" you know, (laughs) I couldn't drink enough water quickly enough. Um, It never felt like I was drowning, but it was like, oh my God, I'm getting so tired from swimming. It's just, it's hard. Um, It probably took about like a year and a half for me to not be like, okay, where's my next deal? Where's my next deal? I I, I can't breathe. i'm also crazy like that you know
0: so and and i also find that it's easier so when you're like a newer agent and you don't really have a lot of deals in the pipeline you don't have a lot under contract you're like stressed to sell in a way yeah and like you may not be the best at negotiating at that time because like you want the deal to go through more than anyone Mm -hmm. because you want that commission Mm -hmm. so i found that once i started having more deals you know under contract in the pipeline like it's a lot less stress-free you're not like chasing to find the next deal so when you're negotiating it just gives you kind of that upper hand when you're selling when you know that you have money coming in versus yeah. when you're selling in your cash and coins and their coin star yeah you know?
1: it you know you just gotta as a new agent like you gotta just try to fill your pipeline with so much and I mm-hmm. think of it like as driving a, a dump truck right <laughs> so you're going around and you're picking up all the trash along the way <laughs> and your dump truck is getting really full mm-hmm. and then you hit a bump and then like seven things fall off and you're like oh Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna keep going, you know? So, but at first, like when you hit that bump and you're driving your dump truck, you're like, oh my God, all my stuff just fell out. But yeah. if you have it so consistently full, mm-hmm. little hiccups along the way don't really hurt you as much as they would have before. So that's kind of, yeah, I'm a dump truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the clip.
0: <laughs> that might be the clip, driving a dump truck. We're gonna stay one 101, one with you
1: <laughs> You just have to fill your pipeline with yeah, so exactly. much that it doesn't hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last podcast you had mentioned talking about, like, trying to find that work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And for me, the first, like, three years, there was no balance. And yeah. I heard you say that last week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I found my balance last year. Um, so
0: after five years or four years? Four years. years. Okay. So
1: I, yeah, there's hope for you yet. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I had set a goal, and goal setting super important, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't do it. And at first, I was like, Ew, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. And yeah. then I realized, okay, wait, I have to focus on something. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Um, so, my goal was to make 2017 the year of Disney for my family. Okay. I took my kids mm-hmm. to Disney five times. Wow. Yeah. God bless. So that's kind of life changing for, <laughs> yeah.
0: I've, I've never been.
1: So then, what? Yeah,
0: I've never been to Disney.
1: Okay, I'm going to take you to Disney. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, I'm not like like to <laughs> Disney. I don't
0: know. I'm not really like a. I'll convert you. Don't worry. Okay. Nice. so um
1: 2017 took my kids to disney five times wow. 2018 took my kids to disney five times wow 2019 took my kids to disney six times <laughs> so you know yeah. work-life balance you a time share there yet or what? You i like. did i bought two <laughs> <Did you? laughs> yeah <Nice. laughs> but so that was the goal right yeah. so make it the year of disney it turned into like well let me buy some real estate yeah, down yeah. at disney so i i did that um And I realized that when I put my Disney trips or going to like Gatlinburg with my family, Mm -hmm. when I put that on the calendar, that broke up the monotony of the seven day a week agent because that's what we all have to be. So how many days can you go without a day off? Mm -hmm. It's hard. And then when you're home, your phone's ringing, you pop tart out to go show a house. You're like, I gotta get this deal going. Mm -hmm. It's hard. So, but with Disney consistently on my calendar, I was able to be like, okay, well, guess what? Phone's off, yeah. I'm on the Magic Kingdom, You know, <laughs> I'm home. So, and I realized that my business went on when I was gone because I have the right teammates in place and I have the right referral sources yeah. in place that they handled it for me. Yeah. So for my five, six days in Disney, mm-hmm. I'm able to unplug and really be with my family. Yeah. And that just gives me more time to get what I need to do done mm-hmm. in between the Disney trips
0: so okay so it took you four years to find your work-life balance you did 25 deals in your second year um when i did the, the top producer panel last week i was talking about work-life balance and i think it may have been the one thing that i said that everybody agreed with is just that in this business they're really you know i mean you can go to disney and everything for five six days and your business can still go on but you have to have the right team so when i said that at the top producer panel i think that was the only thing that everyone actually agreed with but um I've had success in building like my team. So I know mean, I have Andrew, I have Aesop, I have Mariana Dalton. You know, it's, it's important to have those kind of people, especially as a new agent, you have to have the right team. When I first got started, I won't say who, I was using somebody that owned a bunch of steakhouses houses in, in the area, they were so checked out, golfing five or six days a week, I lost three deals. And I wanted to quit more than anything, I was so upset, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of money. So I kind of learned like in the very beginning that you have to have the right team. And it also helps you too, like so when I was first getting started, I didn't even know what a binder was but I knew that like okay I'm putting Aesop's name on the you know I'm, I'm gonna talk about Aesop how good of an attorney he is I'm gonna talk about you know Andrew how good of a lender he is so I basically leveraged the people that I was using or working with to like get an accepted offer and Kyle Kelly will tell you like the deal that I did with him we were outbid by like seven or eight thousand dollars but the fact that I was using Aesop I was using you know Andrew people that he knew and trusted got us the accepted offer yeah. and got my clients a deal mm-hmm. so as a new agent it's very important to make sure that you partner yourself and align yourself with the right team. So you can, you know, take those five, six day trips that I don't know if exist yet, but. Um, they will. <laughs> you have to put so, them on your
1: calendar and let nothing stop you from going on them.
0: Yeah. The thing too is, is and I said this at the panel also, is like, you know, you, you work all day, right? And these people that you're working with, your clients are, are also working all day. So they finally get home at 7, 7.30. When you're finally sitting down to eat dinner and do whatever you're going to do, that's when they start calling and texting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... To, that's what makes me very successful, the same thing with you, like you're always on your phone, you know, you're available all the time. So that's what people love working with us. So to kind of like shy away from that and say, oh, listen, you know, after eight o'clock at night, I'm checked out, my phone's down. It's You can't do it. Or at least right now, I don't think I can do it because that's part of the reason that has made me have success. So to shy away from that would basically be shooting myself in the foot.
1: I, I kind of disagree with you a tiny little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I felt like that mm-hmm. and I get it. Yeah. There's a point in time where you just get burned out of that yeah. and you you're the only person that can protect your time. Mm-hmm. You're the only person that can protect your person, you yeah, know. Yeah. So you have to be able to find yourself and be like, "You know what? I'm out to dinner right now." Mm-hmm. I'll get back to them at 9 o'clock. Because at the end of the day, 7 or 9, what's the difference? Yeah, nothing yeah. is really happening in business after hours yeah. anyway. And
0: there's not much you can do at that time anyway. No, there's
1: nothing you can do. So it's okay to call back later. Yeah. Hey, listen, I was out to dinner. Oh, great, did you have a good time? That's always the response I get from my clients. They want yeah. to respect you too. Mm-hmm. And if they don't respect you, you need to get to the point in your career where you can pick and choose what clients you choose to work yeah. with <laughs> and, and leave it at that. Yeah. You know, So you'll get there. It, it takes time. And it, it takes a lot of self-control, mm-hmm. and you have to just kind of make choices consistently of, like, what's best for me, yeah. not necessarily what's best for business first. It has to be you first. That's a very good point. Yeah.
0: So we got off on a little bit of a tangent. So your second year, you did 25 deals. 24. 24 mm-hmm. at Keller Williams. When did you guys make the switch over to eXp? How did you hear about eXp? Like, right. how, how did that whole process happen? So,
1: um EXP kind of has gotten itself a bad rap
0: mm-hmm. in
1: terms of recruiting because people are just like doing it like rapid fire, like rabid dogs all over yeah. you. I mean, I, so, I can tell you,
0: so like on Facebook Messenger, I get I get messages from random, exactly. like random people that are in North Carolina, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and like, they don't stop. Like, listen, Not man, stopped. you're in North Carolina, like, thank you, but no thank you. Like, yeah. I'm okay right
1: now. So that that was my first introduction to EXP, which mm-hmm. unfortunately soured my taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was so Keller Williams at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... I just would would like rapidly unfriend agents on, across the country because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, stop messaging me about yeah. this. I don't care. So um, that kind of just was like that. So I heard about eXp a while ago and it just kind of I, I kept it off my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother decided to close Keller Williams brokerage here in Suffolk County because she was tired of managing so many people, it was Mm -hmm. exhausting. It was cutting into her personal business. And at the same time, she's like, well, what is this brokerage realistically doing for me and my agents? And, you know, she really felt like it wasn't very much and we were paying too much. Mm -hmm. So she started to seek out other things and she really looked into eXp. She went up to Boston and met with Jason Guessing, who at the time was the vice president of the company. So he directly sponsored us. Um, So that was about 18 months ago. Okay. And there was a ton of controversy about closing an office because that's going to happen no matter yeah, what yeah. company you're with. Um, there's a lot of speculation and chit chat and, mm. you know, just whatever, just blinder to it. Yeah. Um, I was really quiet about the transition because I was worried about what was going to happen to me and my kids financially. Mm. I was like, um, okay, you can't have any hiccups from this. So yeah. it was very quiet, smooth. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm with EXP now. And everyone's <laughs> like, EXY? Yeah, yeah. What? Wait, mm-hmm. who were you with before? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you don't even know what brokerage I worked with? <laughs> okay, cool. You're hiring me for me. Well,
0: exactly. And, and that that's what I think, too, is that in, in today's day and age, people, yeah, I mean, having a name behind you definitely helps. Like, I've noticed that, you know, having a Coldwell name, like a lot of people are familiar with Coldwell, Douglas Elliman, even Keller, everything. So having that name behind you definitely helps. But at the end of the day, they're using you for you. They, they trust you for you. So, you know, I, I find that that's, it's interesting, too, that, like, you were kind of shy about it at first, and now, I mean, if you go outside, you have all of your freaking cars wrapped. <laughs> you're a driving EXP-mobile now, you know, mm-hmm. so so you were nervous about it at first. What kind of changed? Like, I mean, how was how the training, too? Like, I feel like that's a very big...
1: Well, so when I had a seamless transition, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't even feel that bump in the road, nothing fell off my dump yeah. truck, um, I was like, oh, wait, people are hiring me for me. That's really a super cool thing. So, you know what? I'm with EXP now, guys, here we go. Um, <laughs> The training's pretty cool. It's a, a entirely virtual company, so it exists in the cloud. Mm-hmm. And what's kinda cool about it is is I could sell cloud real estate now.
0: Well, so what, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Does that mean? That mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. You ever play the
1: um you ever play the game The Sims? Of course. You know how it looks? Yeah. So the, the virtual <laughs> office
0: that, That's how, that's how looks, it's <laughs> Sims Five, New York City.
1: <laughs> so basically the way that the office looks is kinda kinda like that. A lot less humping though. Um, <laughs> So you go oh, into the, you, you, <laughs> you log in, <laughs> and you go into this cloud, and there's offices, and you can go, and you have your little avatar, and it's cool, and but to be really honest, like mm. I don't have time for that. Wait, so
0: you're serious? It's like actually? I
1: swear. Yeah, it's what? like you're playing a video game. It's really quite cool. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the older agents, like, eat this stuff up. They're like, this really? is so cool. And I'm just like, I ain't got time for that. I'm not playing video yeah, games. Yeah. Let's go. Um, wow. I, hadn't, I didn't know
0: that at all. It's cool. I'll
1: show you it one day. Yeah. So there's – there's um, so much training, and there's an app on my phone, and I'm always on the road. So what mm. I could do is I just turn on the app, and I can listen to any of the training sessions while I'm driving, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, mandatory meetings, great. I'm in my car. My kids are getting dropped off at the school bus. So, so like, there's
0: not, like, a, it's not an office. Like, there's there's no, you're not going to Hot Pog, You're not going to Town, mm. There's legitimately no office.
1: No office. Wow. Um, I teach, I taught a class for Alaska on how wow. to use social media in their business. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. I was in New York, they were in Alaska. <laughs> so it was cool.
0: So there's not an actual physical office that you go to every day, Mm-mm. so do you have an office in your house that you work out of or?
1: So our team has an office. Okay. Um, so that's it. Okay. I work out of my car. Which
0: real. <laughs> I know, seriously. Yeah. I just met with um I was talking to Michael Sadis yesterday and he was saying that he's buying legitimately a navigator just because like he wants that to be like his mobile office, like with the conference room and everything. And that's I thought cool. that was really funny. That was funny. <laughs> um so you talked about social media, so you are somebody that's very big into social media, just like me. Again, I said this at the top producer panel, and it was like, <gasps> like people looked at me like I had 10 And minutes. I was
1: like, yes, preach! <laughs> <laughs> so
0: when I said that, you know, I mean, listen, you know, I also said that I felt like people are shying away from the newspaper and the penny saver. Obviously, to each their own. Like, if you have success doing something, don't, don't change it. Uh, you know, like, God bless you, that's awesome. I just feel like we are shying away from that and people aren't always finding the houses now on the penny saver in the newspaper and most people are finding the houses on social media so and it's not even necessarily just social media they might be finding their agents they may just be educating themselves so Zillow, Trulia, Facebook, Instagram, like these are all platforms where now it's just so user friendly like you can literally be sitting in bed just scrolling through houses whereas you know how many people are really going to pick up the penny saver anymore it's very rare mine
1: goes right in the garbage can
0: mine too but again people have success on it so Mm -hmm. I said that <laughs> I got shot down quick. It's okay. But so you are somebody that does very well on social media. You do a lot of content. You do a lot of videos, funny videos, unique, yeah. original videos, and you educate people, which is what you have to do. And people know that you're in real estate. So we were talking last night about the podcast, and I told you about how, you know, I felt my face was beat red the entire day. Like, if you watch the recap video, my tie is like to the right. I'm like sweating <laughs> because the entire time, like, everything I was saying, people were like, well, what the heck? Like, you know, I'm speaking like a true 25 year old, but it's just. I'm telling you what works for me. It may not work for the person no. sitting across me. It may not work for JD, Lisa Yeager, you know what yeah. I mean, but it works for me. Yeah. And that's what I was there to do. So, as soon as I was telling you about how I felt uncomfortable at the, whatever, at the top producer panel, I get an Instagram DM like an hour after we hang up of somebody saying, hey, listen, I see what you're doing you know, on social media. I've had three different agents. They haven't worked out for me. Like, can you, can you help us? So, it's, it, it's in, proofs in the pudding. Mm-hmm. So, what made you start getting into like, the content? What made you start doing those funny videos Obviously, you're a big proponent of social media. Do you want to explain why?
1: So, we live on social media. Let's Mm -hmm. be real. Uh, I went to Fordham and I was one of the first schools on the Facebook at the time. I feel really old saying (laughs) the (laughs) Facebook to you. So, you know, I've kind of had this like ingrained in all of my adult life and I realized very quickly that, hey, I'm funny. Did you guys know that? Because I'm really (laughs) freaking funny. So. People enjoy interacting with me on a regular basis, and I said, well, this is my real life. I show it very much. Mm -hmm. I have that work-life balance, and I'm not afraid to show that. Um, So I said, you know what? I'm constantly, give me your phone. Mm -hmm. This is where everybody's phone is. I'm in the pants of everyone. (laughs) So basically... That's what she said. I know. <laughs> so I'm in everybody's pants all the time, and I'm in their bed, right? <laughs> so I might as well be engaging and funny and get the attention differently. Yeah. Because to be honest, the penny saver's pretty damn expensive, yeah. and mama ain't got no money for that. <laughs> so it was it was sink or swim, dude. Yeah. You know, um, We go out and we show houses. Like yesterday, I was showing foreclosures all day long. Yeah, did you see the mattress? Yeah, it was black. How does the mattress get black? Yeah. I don't know what was going on there, but yeah. that shit was nasty. <laughs> so, people want to see this stuff yeah, because exactly. it's interesting. we go into thousands of houses. Everybody mm-hmm. else doesn't. So they get to see like the weird stuff or the creepy stuff. You know, we were just talking about like haunted houses and they yeah, exist. They do. So, you know, just kind of give a little sneak peek into your life and while my content is funny, mm-hmm. there's always intention behind it. Yeah, of course. My intention is to say, hi, guess what guys, I'm working today and guess what guys, I'm really good at what I do and I Mm. wanna help you too. And that's basically my goal. Every single social media post, it's always has intention behind it. Of
0: course. And I think it's good too that you have to kind of do both. So it can't just be like real estate, real estate, real estate. It's gotta be like, okay, well this is my life too. It's gotta be real Mm -hmm. estate and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You do the real estate so people engage, they see these houses, they love them, they send them to friends, whatever. But in the back of their mind, they know that you're in real estate. They see you working in the six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So now whether it's them looking to buy or sell, they may know somebody. Now I can't even tell you how many, different, um, like leads or how many different leads, how many different listings, buyers I've gotten just from Facebook. And even if it's not even directly, it may be indirect, but just the amount of leads that I've gotten from social media. So if you're a new agent, whether you're 25, 55, 65, whatever if you're on the older side of things and you're not familiar with Facebook I think it's really important that you or even Instagram mm-hmm. I think it's really important that you educate yourself and try and learn I mean it takes 10 seconds on YouTube you literally can type anything in. I just set up a, a rack last night I'm the least handy person in the entire world but I YouTubed it my girlfriend came home and it was done yeah you know what I mean so you can find anything on YouTube and you can also ask people in your office too whether you work for Exit, EXP, Coldwell, Douglas Allen there's mm-hmm. people that can show you um, you know how to use a social media platform so I think if you're a new agent getting on social media and showing kind of lifestyle, your kids, your family, and also the houses that you're showing and everything like that, it not only is telling everyone that you're in real estate, but it's, yeah, people are getting to know you. Yeah. That's what they want to do. They want to be able to like watch these videos and get to know you and trust you. Yeah, so,
1: you know, especially the younger generation, people are afraid um, to, ch- how do I choose a professional? Yeah. And when you have the opportunity to kind of sneak a glimpse into their life and see like, oh wow, She and he are covered in tattoos. They must be like easygoing people. Or, like, oh, she has a potty mouth. I can relate. (laughs) You know, so, um, you know, it kind of takes that edge off of, uh, I'm really afraid of this process. I need someone who's going to be a human Mm -hmm. to guide me through it. And so it's just a good way to show that we're all, you know, we're people. Yeah, exactly. We just know what we're doing when it comes to real estate.
0: Yeah. And I think social media is a big proponent for that. Um, What else would you say? For the new agents that are listening like what what other pieces of advice would you give um yeah i mean
1: okay so i am a mentor for exp Mm -hmm. and i have seven mentees right now wow um so the first thing that i say to them and i I say go home get a box of index cards this is old school guys there's paper involved (laughs) um so go home get a box of index cards and write down every single person you know Mm -hmm. your mailman Um, the dude that gives you the coffee at Duncan every day. (laughs) I don't know what his name is, but you're gonna ask him for business. (laughs) So here's the thing. People, if they know you, chances are they probably like you unless you're a jerk and then if you're a jerk, you have your own problems. But Mm -hmm. um, if they know you, they probably like you and they probably would like to help you. Mm -hmm. So you gotta swallow a little humility real quick and just, here's my favorite line. Hey, I really need your help. I need you to connect me with somebody who needs to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in six months. Okay, Okay. one, you're putting a timeline on it, so they're mm. thinking a little bit differently. If I just left it open-ended and said, hey, listen, um, who do you know that needs to buy or sell? They're like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But if you put the timeline on it, it just kind of clicks different in their brain and they're actually gonna think about that answer yeah. and are likely gonna give you somebody. Mm-hmm. Let a couple days go by. If they haven't given you somebody, ask them again okay. you're not annoying you're yeah, just yeah. asking for help mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you're going to help that referral anyway yeah you're going to be the person to help them mm-hmm. so just do it ask for it people want to help you yeah, of course. um so i'm constantly calling my past clients hey how's the house how are the kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: who do you know <laughs> and, and i get referrals and it's a it's a beautiful thing to not have to on the hunt every day. No, of
0: course. And I I think it's really important, you know, if you're a newer agent, to reach out to your sphere of influence, to Mm -hmm. people that you know, because when you first get started, who's going to trust you more than people that know you, your family, you know what I mean? Who's going to want to help you the most when you first get started? And it's your cousins, your friends, your family, your parents, whatever.
1: It's so much easier to work a warm lead than to take an ice cold call and be like, (laughs) Yeah. Light that fire. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, so if you have a warm lead, all you have to do is nurture it and then it's gonna grow.
0: So I, I think we both are in agreement if you're a new agent, you need to go back to all your family, your friends, your cousins, people teachers. That you know. teachers, yeah, old teachers, teachers are yeah.
1: awesome, college teachers. Mm-hmm. They like you, hopefully. Yeah. And if you know, whatever. No,
0: absolutely. So yeah. I think it's really important that you reach out to these people, let them know that you got your license. Any hand that you shake, like when I first got my license, I met somebody over in Selden and he's very successful. And he told me that he a lot of his success was because he used to go to Outback Steakhouse for happy hours every day really? and he would buy everybody a drink and then like walk up and give him his card, which I thought was like very interesting. Granted, a lot more expensive than just calling people, but yeah. listen, whatever works for you. So yeah, you got
1: to kind of find your niche and stick to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like one. I don't go to happy hours. I have two little kids, so let's <laughs> be real. But um, I wouldn't buy everybody at a bar a drink. That's just yeah. weird to me. Yeah, you know.
0: But I mean, I think it's it's the the theory that every hand you shake should have a money sign in the back of your head and you should want to be able to help these people. Mm-hmm. And reaching out to your sphere of influence is definitely the easiest way to get started. Yeah, Because even if they're not ready to buy or sell, they may know somebody that is, so. Right. Um, so, what?
1: Let's, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, <laughs> basically, when you have your sphere and you nurture them and you love on them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they become your cheerleaders. Yeah. So I have one really amazing, amazing person in my life from church, from okay. back in the day when I used to go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, she has referred me like six or seven clients well wow. I've never sold her house because she's still in her house <laughs> but you know she's been one of my biggest advocates which is amazing so yeah. you just really gotta love on your people.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright so as we wrap this up I talk a lot about daily schedules. Mike's giving me the the whole wave over there that we're running out of time. I talk a lot about daily schedules so mine is kind of just like constantly changing like it's just chaos 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 I'm trying now to work more on like you know the 6 a.m. wake up make my calls 9 a.m., but it's tough because in this business there's a ton of shit that goes wrong. So what does your daily schedule look like? I mean, obviously you have a family, so it's probably a little bit different than mine.
1: Yes, um, I wake up, which is hard to do sometimes. <laughs> um, I get my kids ready for school or camp mm-hmm. or whatever we're gonna be doing for the day. Um, I feed my cats. Nice. Most exciting part of the day. <laughs> uh, you know, it changes every day. So mm-hmm. from, from the time that the kids get dropped off at or at the school, or get put on the school bus, then it's a mm. shit show. Yeah. You know, I'm flying to West Hampton, I'm going to Nassau, it's just mm. like boop, 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 boop,
0: boop, boop. Do you, do you set time aside for like calling, cold calling? Do you, do you cold call? You don't? Talk, cold. Come on, we're sitting here talking about new, advice for new agents and you're gonna.
1: All right, ready? <laughs> cold calling is my cardio and I don't do either. <laughs> Okay, well my bit. You, you I don't have to. Yeah, Here's exactly. the thing, I don't have to. I mm-hmm. would much rather prefer to love on my people. Yeah, of course. And it works for me. Yeah. I you know, I sat down and I tracked my numbers and eighty five percent of my business has come from social media. Wow. Wow. Eighty five percent. So crap. do do I need to add cold calling? Yeah, let yeah. me be real. I like to grow, right? Yeah, of course. So yes. Um, but it's like cardio, I just don't want to do it. Well, that, that's like don't. me
0: and, and door knocking and I, I heard something that was very interesting and it's kind of just, I think it was Brian Carp on Charles's uh, podcast and he just said that he sees every, every door knock as a potential listing and a potential sale and it's true because I've gotten a ton of listings that way. So, I hate doing it. It's like my, I look like a Jehovah Witness walking up with my full suit and tie knocking on somebody's door yeah. and people, you know, they're peeking through the blinds but... You know what, every, every single house, you know. we are like a
1: mom's group horse nightmare. <laughs> like, did you see that guy on the <laughs> ring camera with the tattoos? He's coming to kill my children. Yeah. No, he's coming to sell your house. <laughs> no,
0: absolutely. But I think as a newer agent, like a lot of the reason that I did pretty well my first year was because I was making the force of my owners once a week. I was mm-hmm. calling the expireds. I would go to all their open houses and I would just be myself. Like, I wasn't like, give me a give me a listing. But yeah. I would just be myself. I would walk in and be like, oh, beautiful house. I would talk to them, get to know them a little bit, build a rapport. Mm-hmm. So I think as a newer agent, going back to that, or semi-owners, expired door knocking, all are very crucial. Um, and before we wrap up, we have a quick PSA. So I've been getting a lot of hate, a lot of shit from all of you guys about my socks and he not wearing them <laughs> So if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see right here, these are called non-slip, non-shoe, non-show socks. Okay. You can get them at Marshalls, H&M, TJ Maxx, Coles, wherever you want them, okay? So stop putting my ankles on your Instagram stories. Stop texting me to wear socks. I'm wearing them. Thanks, everyone.
1: He's like Steve Urkel. Did I do that? (laughs) Come on. Thanks,
0: everyone, for listening.
1: For Christmas, I'm going to get you, like, an adult-sized pair of pants. (laughs)